back. Super duty. Those guys. Super duty tough work. Fresh off a banging episode last week. Nah, I mean. Classic. Classic. The people have spoken. Yes. And they they are in agreement. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen too many people say they disagree with us. Right. I think a lot of people think that, but they just didn't have the, you know, the time or the platform to just say it. Right. I've seen a lot of people that like, I wouldn't say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I wouldn't put it like that, guys. <laughs> but I know what y'all mean. Right. But I know what you're talking about. I feel you. Right. I wouldn't take it there. <laughs> but yeah, some of these guys aren't dope. Right. That's what they would have said. Like, right. 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 <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, why we hate new rappers, man. It's beautiful. Beautiful things. I mean, it's mad reasons, man. Mad reasons. Yeah, that's a classic. We could have did like 20. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do a part two. Yeah. Because we did a part two on a couple joints we did. We did like the the the, the rules that hurt producers. Oh, yeah. Help producers. Yeah, helping hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll you know. Maybe we'll revisit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10 more reasons why we hate new rappers. <laughs> more hate yeah 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 we got a lot of it more hate i think you got to do it to balance the shit sometimes man yeah i mean you look at our stats man we 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 just we bleed positivity all day it's just coming out of our pores hey man i mean sometimes you got to do it you I mean, know who else is doing it everybody else just smacking people in the face and shit <laughs> yeah this you is know. this is some empowering shit <laughs> but then we gotta hate every now and again every now and then. just to let people know what we stand for right you know, because right. some people don't know, man. They don't. But that's why we the most infamous. <laughs> of course, that is the reason. You know, um, apparently we don't exist, though. You oh know? yeah, yeah, we don't. We nah. don't. Nah, nah, man, nah. nah. The underground's it's dead. We're mainstream. We are. You're either don't exist or you're mainstream. Right. Right. That's that's what the word is. <laughs> There's nothing in between. <laughs> that's the word. Yeah. Shout out to uh, you know DJ Booth for trolling yeah. and getting trolled by all of us yesterday. <laughs> Right, getting unfollowed by people. Yeah, yeah, they was really asking for it. You know, no disrespect to them dudes. I, you know, I've talked to some of them offline, and they seem cool. Yeah, but, but yeah, that shit was was wild, mad wild. Uh, but you know, today I was like, you know what, we ain't gonna talk about that because you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we just was hating last week. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta go to some positive. Yeah, and I know some people are expecting us to address that this episode. Like, oh, they're gonna go in. This right. happened a day before they recorded. <laughs> I know they're going to talk about that. Nah. But we're trying to keep the balance in the universe. Yes. You know, proper. You know what I mean? Keep the scales balanced. You just can't go back to back hating. Nah, man. Nah. Sometimes you got to you gotta let the hate, just let it, let, it, let it linger in the air a little bit. Yeah. You know, let it hang. Yeah. You know. But don't think that we ain't going to bang on people eventually. <laughs> right. We coming. We coming for heads. <laughs> don't, don't think we ain't formulating a magnum opus of an episode. <laughs> about this very topic is going down yeah don't think your boys ain't plotting and planning because we always are always and that's why we the most infamous man no doubt yo i got a promotion word bag increase more bag <laughs> bag increase. yes right on time for 2018 yes sir they laced you yes sir right on time for you to spin it on the holidays nah i mean <laughs> and i'm actually using what i went to school for word yeah that's even better than a raise actually yeah yeah like it, I, it using, was worth it yeah. using something that you actually studied <laughs> yeah. 
that's very important. Very important. For like morale. Exactly. And, like and, I didn't do this for nothing. Yeah, that can be kind of discouraging mm-hmm. when you go to school mad long and you just don't get to use any of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was I was definitely excited about that. That's awesome. Congratulations, man. Appreciate it. You know, congratulations. Hey, got to get that bag. Bag man. increase. Y'all know. <laughs> y'all know we stress the bag. We stress the bag. We not on that broken, that uh, that starving artist glorified oh, no. poverty shit, man. Hell no. I say it all the time, man. Uh, it's America. Yeah, it's America. But mm-hmm. then I also say uh, being broke has spiritual consequences. <laughs> That's so true. I'm dead ass. It's real. Being broke has spiritual consequences, man. Yes. People just think it's a financial state. Nah. Absolutely not. When you fucked up, man, you can't even think straight. Oh, no. When you worried about paying bills and all that. Bruh, nah, you can't function right. You can't love somebody else if you broke and can't love yourself. <laughs> this is true. I'm dead ass. There's spiritual consequences, man. Yes. Yes. If you you can't even nah man. Nah, it's not happening. People just nah man. People try to glorify poverty like no, because when you've been really fucked up, you know how mm-hmm. it has that domino effect on other areas of your life. Oh yeah. And you're just you know like your girl don't respect you the same. Nah. <laughs> nah. You know your friends is looking at you like you're trifling and you're a loser. Right. Your family can't count on you. No, because you're borrowing money <laughs> all the time. You can't count on yourself. <laughs> You don't know when it's going to end. Right. Yo, being broke has spiritual consequences, man. It's all bad. I need to make the t-shirt out of that. Yeah. That's that's oh, nice. That reminds me. Next year, we're going to have, I'm going to do the Super Duty t-shirt, man. You got to. I got to. Got to. I got to. I got plans, power movements for the whole t-shirt game 2018. Got to happen. I'm coming out swinging. It must happen. I'm coming out, so be ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? No oh, doubt. also, news. You got news. I got news. Mm-hmm. I'm writing a book. Word. New book. New book. Underway. Okay. Um, the new book is going to be called The Super Duty Workbook. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, sir. The Super Duty Workbook. The book is just basically a book to where, you know, you can take the book and it'll have, it's like we're going to do these every hundred episodes mm. where the topics that we discuss, the best 25 or, or 30 and then we, I basically kind of dive back in, rewrite, revisit, polish them up so that it's something that like you can read and just, you know, puts the battery in your back. Word. The workbook. I'm loving it. You know what I'm saying? You like that? I like it. Yeah, the Super Duty Workbook. And then after we do the Super Duty Workbook, maybe we'll have some Super Duty Workshops mm. where we go around. Mm. Mm, bars. <laughs> Where we go around, you know what I mean? Discussing things. Yes, teach the concepts. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, be on the lookout. It's taking me a lot longer to write than I thought. Hey, dog. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of episodes, like an hour a piece. You know, I mean, yes. come on. Yeah. A lot of time. Transposing. <laughs> Man, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Yes, sir. You know, so this week we're talking about self publishing yes for those who don't know uh i've got three books i self-published already mm-hmm. and uh since i'm starting to write this other one i figure it's a good time because people have asked me m- numerous times about yo print y'all should talk about self-publishing or what you're doing or the writing i think so this is episode we're gonna talk about self-publishing and like what it's really like and we're gonna do this one you know uh you know interview style yes where elijah is gonna play uh charlie rose or, mm-hmm. or oprah winfrey right you know what i'm saying or bryant gumble <laughs> And uh, <laughs> no, Charlie Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he's banned right now. We <laughs> can't shout him out. Damn, nah, Charlie, man. Charlie yeah, messed they, up. They got him off the block last week, man. Way <laughs> off the block. You know what? I got a feeling he gonna be back. 
Yeah, I, I think so. Marv Albert came back. Charlie Charlie got too much skin in the game. Remember Marv Albert in the eighties? Oh, with the uh, gerbil. Caught, nah, nah, he got caught like biting chicks and and sodomizing them in the hotel rooms. <laughs> it was a different time. It dog. was yeah, it was like the 80s. he got caught for the Rick James shit. Marv Albert did some Rick James shit. Damn, it was gone. He did come back. And he though. came back, man. Yeah, I'm like just, he never left. It's never over, man. <laughs> It's never over. He got That's, faith. He got faith in Charlie. I'm not rooting for him, to, so to speak. I'm not rooting against him. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. I'm just saying, look, stranger things have happened. <laughs> Word. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Yep. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping a culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk Talk about the industry but never left their home You get laced up with bullet points and such Plus empowering topics that they never would touch You can put your whole network against the team But Super Duty Tough Works the MVP Most valuable podcast on MP3 Priceless info but all of it's free huh. So take these words home and think them through Super Duty Tough Work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jobbing, and no bullshit. You biting, he and he disappeared for a while. Crazy too. sexual shit. He was Marv Albert was biting bitches. Mm. <laughs> what the fuck was going on, man? I gotta research it, but yeah, they took him off the block for a minute too. But now he back like ain't nothing that. Yeah, like he never left. Nah, nobody care. Yeah. All right. Questions. Yes. Self publishing one oh one. Word. All right, so I got some questions for you, my dude. I'm ready. Because I actually do want to write a book. Oh, yeah. You know, I want to put some things out. Mm-hmm. You should. I know I should. I got a lot of things to say. You overdue, man. I'm way overdue. Way overdue. You had poetry books before me. Yes. And this that is inspired true. me. Yeah. And then I just had to, you know, run mad laps around <laughs> you for the last couple of years. This is true. Like, pew. Mad laps. Thanks, you are. <laughs> thanks for the idea. Thanks for the, thanks for the inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take this and run with it. <laughs> Literally. Pew. All right. Yeah. So basically, how do you start writing a book? Like from idea to actually sitting down, uh, you know, pen to pad or computer to fingers to, to keyboard. Uh, the, fir- the first thing to me, uh, if you're writing a book, uh, is to is your idea. Mm. Right. Like I have various. I have a folder in my um what's it called uh uh not the gmail the google drive okay and it's called book ideas okay and each each uh document has like a fictitious title you know what right. i mean of what i think would be a cool book mm-hmm. and then i i'll write out the title and then i'll write out maybe a paragraph that explains the concept of the book a synopsis yes a synopsis if you will <laughs> and so um I do this all the time. Mm-hmm. I do this much more often than I write books. Okay. And so I think the first step to me is is making sure you have a way to a 
write down and summarize your idea for a book. Mm-hmm. And I say that because a lot of people will say, oh, the first step of writing, but you sit down and start writing. Right. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I say you, know, you don't sit down and start writing just when you have an idea is because books are long projects. Yeah. Yeah. They're long-term projects and they tend to like, um, they take a lot of commitment. Mm-hmm. And so and if you're, uh, if you're working on a long-term project with a lot of commitment, and you don't have, uh, you know, a map, so to speak, mm-hmm. it's highly likely you're going to get lost. Yes. Right. And so to me, I would rather spend the time up front with the idea to make sure that, OK, this is a good idea, mm-hmm. but not just because it sounds good to me. Like, so what I do when I have an idea, like I said, I'll write maybe, you know, just a quick little Google Doc and it'll say the title and then the paragraph. And then from there, the reason I can. The way I go about seeing if it's a good uh, idea, obviously, there's like conversations with people. Right. And so I think like uh, this book that I mentioned I'm writing now, it's based on this. Right. So it, it's it kind of writes itself. Yeah, yeah. it, it, it kind of does. But then again, it's like I can't just transcribe these conversations and put them in a book. Right. That's not even that wouldn't work. So I have to take way further. Mm-hmm. And so but I know that from the topics we talk about. Right. That is viable. Mm -hmm. And so say, oh, you know what? We got 60 topics where we're talking about Mm self-improvement, improving your art, improving yourself, improving your life, whatever. Can I get 25 of these to be really, really thorough? Mm -hmm. You know, so I I, I, I go down and I pick all of them. So basically what I'm doing for this book is no different than how I'll write an outline Mm -hmm. for another book. Right. So it's basically you have to take it from the summary form to the outline form. That's like the first step to me. Well, first step is write a summary. Yeah. Can you summarize it? Can you explain your book in one sentence? Yeah. Right. Like what's when people say, oh, what's this book about? Oh, boom. One sentence. Just like when you look at like the description of our podcast. Right. On iTunes or whatever. It's basically two sentences. Mm -hmm. For the most part, that's what you see with books when you see them on Amazon or you say, okay, what's this book about? People don't want a three page summary of what the book is about right before they decide if it's for them because they don't want to read that much Hell just no. to know what it's about you gotta read three pages just to read another couple hundred pages no nah, people want to know so you you want to you want to make sure you have something that you can explain in one sentence mm-hmm. you know um that's really powerful and succinct and uh that's basically where i'm at with this it's like so that's like the second stage going from summary to um to outline Mm-hmm. And that's probably the stage where I think most ideas fall apart. Yeah. Right. So like if you've got an idea and you think it sounds cool and you just start writing. Yeah. You get lost. <laughs> you get lost. Yeah. Whereas if you have the idea, you have the outline, then you basically have a map. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I do outlines, they kind of map themselves out into chapters of the book or topics that I think will align with chapters. Right. So it's like, OK, well. I know that this is something I can write 30 chapters about. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, you know, a lot. most of my other books have been about 12 to 15 chapters, right? 12, 15 chapters on average. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. But this one is uh, going to be a lot more than that. So it's going to be a, a real fucking yeah, heavy, hef- hefty. Yeah, it's going to be a real book, man. That's not, yeah. not going to be no punk shit. And, uh, because of the style of writing, it's a little more difficult. But that's we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But that's the first step. The first step to me is summarizing your idea 
scrutinizing that summary right mm-hmm. like put it to the test like is this something people really want or is it just some shit that sound cool to me mm-hmm. because you know we're artists right we do so shit for a lot us. of shit sound cool to us <laughs> <laughs> say it again man a lot of shit sound cool <laughs> you know a lot of shit y- y'all will be surprised at how many rhymes don't make albums because yes. the shit just sound cool to us shitty ideas everywhere <laughs> all over the place all over the fucking place man and so uh we have to have ways to to test our own ideas. And right. sometimes we bounce them off of each other. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I bounce them off of uh, friends or, or family or whatever, mm-hmm. whoever it is you trust. But you have to have a way to do that yeah. so that we ain't putting out these shitty ideas. <laughs> right. They get mad when nobody fuck with it. Right. Hey, oh, why don't y'all like my idea? Yeah. Well, you could have just asked if it was a good idea from jump. Yeah. And then now you're committed whatever months of your life maybe <laughs> a fucked up a shitty yeah, idea shitty idea you got a hundred thousand fucking pages you know what I'm saying words of shitty idea yeah yeah you know what I'm saying 200 pages of crap so I don't want that mm-hmm. so I try to make sure that it translates and you know there's no guarantees right right but that that those are the first two steps uh in in starting the book and see my my problem is is that you know we talked about this in one of our other episodes i'm i'm, I'm the guy that's like i'm gonna write a book one day and i you know <laughs> one of these saying? days one of these days i'm gonna sit down <laughs> and i'm gonna write these pages you know and it never freaking happened so i think i just need to do the summary idea you know like because i have ideas yeah i just never sit down and write any of them out yeah and, and that's the thing like when you what I, I think that's where the pressure comes in too, right? Because mm-hmm. like, say you then have it becomes real, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and 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 where you're just just having this idea in your head. Like I try to look at ideas like this is just one idea out of many. Mm-hmm. This idea might be dope, it might not, but I'm gonna summarize this while it's fresh. Then I'm gonna throw it in this folder, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna just leave it alone. All right, come back to it in a couple months, see if it's still fresh. Yeah, yeah. it's like a beat. You do yeah. a beat. If the, of course, it sounds dope when you make it. Right. You come back in two months. <laughs> if it's still banging, then you got something. Right. right. And so ideas are like that, like especially like book ideas, because I go through. I try to do the same thing because you know. I, I know what it's like to 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 think something is amazing and then mm-hmm. other people don't. And right. you spend all that time on it. And you're like, fuck. Mm. Why'd I go through all that? Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's the thing. I think for you, I would say definitely you gotta get to that stage where you're like, This is the idea that's in my head. Mm. Instead of me just keeping it in here, let me just first summarize it. Right. And then, you know, you might come up with that, you might end up with five different ideas. Right. And then at that point it's like, okay. Which is the easiest? Which do I know the most about? Which mm-hmm. can I execute? And mm-hmm. that's when I think you'll take it to the next stage. Where I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do my thing. <laughs> I'm gonna do my thing. All right. Well, um, just talking about the time that it takes, like the discipline of writing a book seems extremely intense. You know, how do you stay focused throughout the time that it takes to write and not get bombarded? Since you do, I mean, since you are an artist, you do have ideas yeah. on top of ideas. How do you stay focused on? You know, that one thing or do you write, you know, have you tried to write multiple books at once? I've never tried to write multiple books at once. I probably never would try. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's like either like there's certain things that you can kind of do and multitask and like writing a book is not one of them. It doesn't seem like it because it just seems like you would have to be focused on that idea or else you'll lose track of where you're going especially if you're writing a story. Totally, totally. I would never even think about it with that style of book. Like you're trying to figure out plot and narrative and shit. Hell no. (laughs) That's all you need to be worried about. For me, um, 
what I think keeps me on track is, you know, discipline first and foremost. Like mm-hmm. the hardest thing about writing a book is, is forming the habit, mm-hmm. the habit of writing. So for me, my habit, my writing habits were built via blogging. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've been blogging for a minute. I probably started blogging in 2008 when I started blogging. By 2010, 2011, I was really just getting sharp. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this is the shit. But that taught me the discipline of waking up and being able to write a thousand words. Mm-hmm. So average blog I would write was probably a thousand to fifteen hundred words. If you look at like uh, printmatic.net, that is kind of how I use to look at chapters. Okay. Like any blog could be a chapter. You know, at least the the outline of it, and you can expand on it, maybe mm-hmm. another thousand words. But I think, you know, fifteen hundred words kind of translated into about three or four pages yeah. in any of the previous books I've written. So that's pretty pretty solid. Yeah. Um, but you have to have uh, one. You have to set goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, two. You have to have a habit, and three. You got to have discipline. So as far as goals, I don't, I write. My goal is to write every day. Okay. Right. There's days when I write multiple times a day. And any time I sit down, I, I want to write 500 to 1,000 words. Okay. My goal is to write 1,500 to 2,000 words a day, if I can. Um, but that only happens if I make sure I sit down for an hour or two a day. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't always hit that. Sometimes I come in more. Sometimes I might write for like 3,000 mm-hmm. in one day. I might just have a crazy day. It's very rare. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and it when de- it hits you, yeah, when it hits you, you can do it. Like if you're writing something that is a story, and mm-hmm. it's a story that you experience, you can write three thousand words about oh, yeah. that in one day because you're just recollecting something. But it's a little bit difficult. It's more difficult when you're writing something that's like meant to teach somebody something. Yeah, where you're breaking down steps, when you're right. breaking down, you know, philosophy. That's a lot harder because you got to make sure it's underst- it's understandable yes. by just the layperson. Yes, you know? and as 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 few words as possible mm-hmm. to to have the maximum effect. So like you know that's the that's the I set goals. So that's my goal. When I wake up, you know, uh, I have routines. So like when I I wake up, my routine is to write the first hour that I'm awake. Mm-hmm. That's it. So if I wake up at eight thirty on average. I sit in bed. I don't get up. I don't get dressed. I don't wash my face. Mm-hmm. I don't exercise. I don't check. I, I just wake up and I try to write because mm-hmm. that's when my mind is the clearest. So if I can sit there from 830 to 930 and squeeze out 400 words, 1,000 words, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, But that has been aided because I was blogging for so long where I'd wake up at 830, write till 10, mm-hmm. post a blog at 11. Right. I did that for mad long and that kind of helped me it took the pressure off of writing. It was like, you know, you can write, right. just make it good now, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, and then just the discipline, the discipline is say, okay, well, I've got a goal, which is, you know, 1500 words a day or, or, or 2000 words a day. And then I have a time, mm-hmm. which is 830 in the morning, or I'll do it right before I go to bed a little bit. And then now the main thing is practicing discipline and discipline is just forcing yourself to do the same thing at the same time, even when you don't want to. Yeah. That's discipline. It's hard. Yes. <laughs> Very difficult. <laughs> yeah, because the even if you don't want to part. Right. Is the hard part. Yeah. I won't lie. This shit right now mm-hmm. is kicking my ass. <laughs> you be waking up like, I don't feel like, no. <sighs> because here's one reason why it's kicking my ass, too. Like I said, on the average books I was writing, a chapter was about 1,500 words. Mm-hmm. This book, the chapters are about 4,000 words. Right. So they're like, 
way longer mm-hmm. and the writing has to be so much more succinct yeah there's yeah. no meandering there's no you know so like if if i do a chapter and it's got 10 segments in that chapter you have the intro then you got 10 segments topics within that and each one of those topics is going to be uh 300 to 500 words right but you have to be on point you can't write 1500 words about one of these things you got to condense and condense and make it really powerful mm-hmm. and uh it's kicking my ass i ain't gonna lie it's not fun right now <laughs> you were not enjoying yourself <laughs> no 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 there's way more fun things i could be doing with my time this is not as fun as the other books all the other books were fun like yeah. the adventures book mad fun yeah word is blog mad fun right. what a night hella fun <laughs> Yeah, you know that's just fun to write. I wrote that book in like two weeks. This one, I was like, okay, I need to eke out. Like, I wrote what a night in 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 two and a half weeks, three weeks, yeah. and I wrote fifteen hundred words a day for two and a half weeks, and it was done. That yeah. was my draft was done. Got it proofread. Came back. Bam. This one, I'm on chapter six out of twenty five, mm. and my my initial thought was, oh yeah, I'll be done writing this by the end of the year. Right. Nah. Absolutely not. <laughs> No hell, no way in hell. No, I'm a third into it, and I'm I'm getting my ass kicked. <laughs> so I don't think it's gonna be done by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But uh, my goal was to get it done by episode 100. Right. You okay. know what I'm saying? All right. So we still got like eight eight episodes. We'll have, yeah. So which will be two months. Yeah. So if I finish it by episode 100, so we can say okay, it's done. Y'all can order it, whatever. I'm happy with that. Okay. But I don't even know if that's gonna be easy. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how that we'll works see. out. But yeah, that's what it is. That's how I keep the routine through those things, through um, setting times, mm-hmm. setting uh, word goals or page goals. People do either. And then, you know, practicing discipline. Okay. Now, last question of this segment. Okay. Okay. Is it difficult to know when you're finished with the book? Like when you're done, like mm. when, when, you've, when you've said everything you need to say, you know, when you've made every point you wanted to make like is it difficult to reach that point when you're writing a book it kind of is but i I would say it's not unlike when we do music right Mm -hmm. so say you say i'm gonna do 15 songs for this record right you record 15 but maybe only 10 of them is smashing right Right. and you're like you know what i can leave these five on here right and some filler shit and a 10 will carry the album but then part of you the more you think about it the more you're like man i could actually Scrap these five whack right, ones. and just come with a just a banging record. Right, 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 <laughs> right. I can scrap those, and these will be classic joints. Right, uh, in the end burner, like no fast forwards. Right. right, it's the same thing with books. Like books, mm. it's a different kind of thing, but it's the same. So, like, say I finish a book. To me, my goal, and this, and I learned like this process from doing like the the adventures and counterculture record, where like me and Sadiq used to talk, and he would say, make something without holes in it. Mm-hmm. Like strive to create something without holes. Without holes means that even if somebody doesn't necessarily like what you do, right. they cannot front on how solid this shit is. Right, right. Like, like I'm not feeling that song, but <laughs> this shit is well executed. <laughs> yeah, you did a good job. Right, like this yeah. ain't my style. Right, but that's dope. Right, that's what I strive for in everything I do is to create something without holes. Mm-hmm. So to me, when you talk about a book not having holes, that's everything. Mm-hmm. That's the the structure of how the the chapters are laid out that's the illustrations if any mm-hmm. that's the flow of the book that's 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 the artwork that's everything like when you when you pick up a book if it feels like a fucking book mm-hmm. you're like damn this is a real book right, you know what i mean right. like everything about it to me has to feel and look 
as good as any book that I would pick up and dive into okay. before I say it's done. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I think that's that's done to me. It's not necessarily, oh, you wrote 25 chapters, you're done. Right. It's all 25 are dope. Right. That's when I don't want to take a chapter off. I want all of it to to to, to bang, mm-hmm. and so uh, that's done to me. But in it, but that's similar to what we do with albums. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar. It's very similar. So it's like, and then sometimes if you ain't done, you just can't put it out. <laughs> you just ain't done. It just ain't done. Ain't done. So that's the thing. You know, I'm sure people print. Where's the book at? Yo, it'll be done when it's done. <laughs> right. When it's and when it's done, it's going to be as be, as good of a book as I could ever put out. Yeah. That's my goal. Where? So take a break. Yes, sir. Be right back. <laughs> This is Blueprint here to remind all the listeners of the Super Duty Tough Work podcast that my new film, King No Crown, is available for pre-order right now on waitlist.net. The film is available on deluxe DVD, VHS, and digital format right now. We have some special pre-order packages that come with a signed 11 by 17 poster, a bag of microwave popcorn, and even t-shirts available. The official release date of the movie is November 21st, but physical orders will ship out on November 17th. If you've been listening to me talk about this project for the last several months, now is the time to support. I didn't do a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe for this project to ask for financial help in the making of the film, but I am asking all of my supporters to support the project by ordering a copy of it now that it's available. And remember, supporting creative projects like the King No Crown movie helps make it easier for us to create things like this very podcast that you're listening to, Super Duty Tough Work. So go to waitlist.net right now and order your copy today. I appreciate your support. Back to the program. Word is bond back like we never left always why are we so good at this i don't know i mean you know it's innate <laughs> we have a natural ability to be dope it's in our dna hey man you know yeah it's just what we do yeah everybody you know. not cut out from it for this stuff nah man you know it's cool nah um in the words of um um will ferrell i wake up and i piss excellence <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the most honorable Will Ferrell came down from mountain on high. Bless us with that scripture. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we we do this though. Yeah, yeah, it's very real. It's very real. Yeah. But um, all right. So publishing, yeah. self-publishing, one oh one. Self-publishing. So, you know, we got it. We went through the the writing process a little bit. Yeah. Um. So let's get into the publishing aspect now. You know, all of your books have been self-published yes. so far. Did you ever look into getting them published by somebody else initially? I have not. Never. I, I never did. And the reason I never did was um, I think I, I know like. It's very similar. I think it's very similar to like movies in, in that sense, in that when you really think about a book and a book's title and, and what it's about, you have to be able to define your audience. Mm hmm. Like if you if you if you're not writing about something that's like like a cookbook, right? Everybody cooks, right? So that a, a cookbook is naturally going to have a, a wide audience, right? Right. Um, 
everybody might not like the same style of cook yeah. cooking. Everybody yeah. might not like Cajun food. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Asian yeah. fusion. Right. You right. know, all kinds of cuisine, whatever. Right. But cookbooks in general have a wide audience because everybody eats and a lot of people cook their food. Right. Most of us, right? Um when I looked at my earlier books, I never thought that that was like a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I never felt like, okay, this the Avengers of Counterculture book is about Avengers and Counterculture album. Mm-hmm. So it's only market is a subset of my fans who are fans of that album. Right. Or fans of me, right? And since it's not like a book about hip hop in general. Mm-hmm. So I never considered that. And I always kind of weighed that when I worked on certain books. Like, okay, well, you don't have an idea that is big in scope yet mm-hmm. so use this time to become uh an author and, and, and create stuff for your people mm-hmm. so that's how i looked at it i didn't i never thought like oh well this is something that now i think what a night can appeal to everybody right but it's still a book about blueprint right you know in that sense whereas like this this super duty workbook is not a book about blueprint at all right it's a book about being the best version of you mm-hmm and so that's a little bit wider, but I never thought about uh, uh, getting anyone else to to publish any of my previous books. Mm-hmm. And I always figured if I did do that, it would be something that would come about because they were successful at a grassroots level. Right. That sounds good. Sounds like it makes perfect sense. Now, um, with you self-publishing, what's the largest hurdle that you've come across? Hmm. Or has there been any? <sighs> You know what? I, I don't. I don't necessarily know if there's a a, a hurdle with self publishing, other than I mean scope. You mean you know how it goes with everybody. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't reach everybody with a book. Right. Like the biggest thing I've noticed between selling books and selling music is that people enjoy their media in different ways. Yeah. So like, we're music people. Mm-hmm. Our fans are clearly music people, right? Because they like music. Everybody don't read, right? <laughs> right. It's a different crowd. Yeah, it's different. So, so the, the biggest thing I peeped early was like, you can't assume that just because someone likes you, mm-hmm. that they're gonna read a book written by you, right? If they don't like reading at all, right? The question is not whether they like you or your book. The question is, do they like reading? Yeah. And when you get past that hurdle, then maybe they'll fuck with a book by you. And that's that's something I didn't really count on. I thought, oh well people like books because they like me right it's my book right buy it they're gonna buy it because i wrote it no they won't (laughs) they won't it's a book right it's a book at the end of the day it's a book and and if they don't like books or they don't like consuming their information that way they won't buy it now there are some people who prefer audio books over physical books right same thing applies those people aren't going to buy a physical book uh, for me if they're into audio books mm-hmm. same way we can't count on our fans who are into listening thing listening to things like podcasts mm-hmm. albums things with their ears right. they like hearing things that's their primary way of processing things we can't always assume that those same people are going to buy books read mm-hmm. books right. same thing i'm seeing with the film yeah you know it's like hey just because somebody likes hearing me rap them and they're gonna watch the film <laughs> right. not at all <laughs> It's a subset of the thing. It's a small subset of yeah. people who are into movies and are into me. Mm-hmm. And when those two things overlap, that little tiny area on those two uh, concentric circles, like little space, that's where people might watch my movie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's true. Yeah, same thing for, for books. So, like, that has been the hardest thing. Like, un- really understanding your market. Right. Because we tend to assume that like we said before, if they like us, they'll like anything we do. Mm-hmm. That's not even true for our music. Right. 
No, not at all. They have specific albums that are their favorites. Right. Yeah. Styles of albums. Yeah. Because we don't make the same shit. You know. Right. And you're not gonna write the same book over and over again. Right. So like if they if they have if they already love us artistically as 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 musicians, and they don't even like every album we put out, we put out something that's a whole nother format. Right. What the fuck? It's just a different. It's 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 a it's a bit of a leap. Yeah. Uh, that would be one of the things I would say was probably the most difficult. Um, there's other lessons, you know, like one lesson I learned was just like the grass is greener shit. Mm-hmm. Like I had read a lot of blogs who talked about, yeah, all you got to do is, is, you know, create the ebook and then you put it on Amazon. People will find you and it'll, you'll blow up. Yeah. You'll be making passive income. You'll be rich. You know right. what I mean? What I find with my books is actually that they, I've had them all on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I sell more on my site. Yeah. I don't sell enough on Amazon to justify keeping them on Amazon versus keeping them with me to sell in the hand of people. Yeah. That says a lot. Yeah. I'm not saying every every author goes through that, but for me, that was a big lesson too. Just seeing that, oh, wait a minute, you have a better chance to sell your stuff directly to your fans. And because they are books that are specific to my fans. Right. They're not these general books that everyone again, it's not a cookbook. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of flows with the first thing. Like you have to look at it like every platform ain't for you. Right. You send Amazon, you get a hundred copies of your book. You send fifty to Amazon. You sell your fifty. Now you without a book. Yeah, and Am- Amazon got forty eight. Yeah, <laughs> forty nine. And they looking at you like, yo, we, yo, this is costing us money. Right. We gonna start charging for the shelf space. This is what happens in the retail world that people don't know. Mm-hmm. Things that don't sell, just like we had returns on records. Yeah. They get sent back to those people this is and they true. charge you postage and returns and all of that shit. And so you don't want things sitting on shelves when you have the and I run out of books all the time. Mm-hmm. Every time I tour, I run out of books. And so my thought was like, well, if this is what it is with these books that are specific to my fan base, let me just sell them on my site, sell them directly to people mm-hmm. and not even sweat this whole Amazon thing to have something that's bigger in scope. Work. Now, here's the big question. Mm. Is it expensive? Like what is it like? Not not what people think. It seems like I mean I've I've researched it so I know the yeah. answer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it seems like it would be for some reason. I think people think it is because I think they're looking at everything that's necessary to release a book on a large scale. Right. Right. So instead like, of just getting some pressed up. Right. Right. I mean you're you're you should be approaching your book your self published book the same way you uh, approach your album. If you've only played in a room to 50 people, why are you getting 2000 CDs? <laughs> yes. True, right. Like, true. who are you going to sell the other 1800 to mm-hmm. after those people, you know, in your hometown have it? That's the question. And it's the same thing we got to look at with, with books. And so I look at it like, oh, well, you know what, man, just what makes this difficult is doing all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like when people put out albums and they get publicists that cost them five thousand six thousand dollars just and they take out ads right billboards right and they get this person and that person and and they get the booking agent to book their speaking tour you know what i'm saying (laughs) right and they're doing readings and all of this shit adds up and they sell 100 copies 100 copies (laughs) maybe they don't make any money yeah i've met people with published books Mm -hmm. whose books didn't make any money Mm -hmm. like uh my homegirl sister she she put out a novel. It was published by, you know, a reputable pu- publisher. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her about it one day. She ain't seen a dime from that book. Yeah. She was like, I should have did like you. It's like putting the album out on a major. 
if no one knows you, if no one knows you, it doesn't matter if you're on a major or indie. It does not matter. What matters is your platform, Mm -hmm. and so uh, that that's the thing. It's not really expensive at its base level. If you have an audience, Mm -hmm. it's not expensive. Some people think, but the the reason how they get got is they say, okay, well, I don't have an audience, so I need someone to find an audience for me. That's how you get taxed. Yeah, because you say, okay, well. I don't know how to get people to talk about my album organically or my book organically. How does word of mouth? Well, basically, but if I get these magazines to write about me, mm-hmm. these blogs and these websites to write about me, then and if my publicist reaches out to them, then she'll start the process and they'll start talking about me. Then I'll have all this press and then I can take that and then the buzz will be started and my book will be selling and I'll be doing book tours and reading and speaking <laughs> and I'll be rich. Right. Right. And you, but then. $10,000 later, none you of that. The, you at the crib <laughs> with books. Yeah, with, with 1,800 books in your basement looking crazy. Collect the, the same 1,800, you know. <laughs> you down $10,000. <laughs> you got 1,800 books that are now serving as coffee tables. You know what I mean? Just taking a space in your basement. Everybody in your family hates the books now. <laughs> because they're just in the way. You're in the way. In the you, way. Nothing constructive can happen. They're infringing upon your whole family space. It's not cool. So that can get expensive. So I always say, as we talk about on this podcast all the time, work on your platform. Mm-hmm. Your platform is what allows you to not have to buy your way into the game. Right. People spend money. It gets expensive because people have to pay to play. Yeah. You paying to play at that level. You paying 5000 for this. 2000 for that ad campaign, you know, uh, another 10000 for the end cap at that bookstore. You think they're not charging you back for all of that? Man. You know what I'm saying? And if your book is not cracking, you know what I'm saying? It's a wrap. So like, but what, what, if you look at the publishing industry, which is no different than the record industry, mm-hmm. the publishing industry uh, is going through a phase where, you know, the physical products are being challenged. Mm-hmm. People say, oh, we don't know. We're fucking with ebooks and stuff now. All right. So what they're doing to not take as many chances is they are investing in authors who already have a platform, Mm. authors who have a blog that's popular. You know, we've talked about that book, um, The Power of Less. Yeah. That's written by this guy, uh, Leo Baba Ula or something like Baba Uta. Yeah. But his blog is called Zen Habits. Yeah. It's the most popular. It's like one of the 10 most popular blogs in the world. Yeah. And so. He didn't just walk in with a book and say, publish this book. He had the platform. And because he had the platform established with, with millions of readers every month. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying anyone can get a million readers. That's hard to fucking do. Hell yeah. And it takes a lot of commitment, but he owns his platform. No one can take that away from him. Right. And he can go and and he doesn't have to spend a million dollars to put out a fucking book. Right. He doesn't. And uh, that's what I tell people. If you don't have a platform, develop your platform right now. Before you start writing your book, start blogging with regularity. Maybe mm-hmm. blog about the topics that you you want to you want to write about eventually. Yeah. Always looked at my blog like it's basically practice for book writing. Yeah. See what see what hits. You yeah. Know, what sticks? What hits and what sticks? Right. There's no better audience. You write some shit and nobody comments. You write <laughs> some shit and nobody retweets it and no one's uh, yeah whatever, bro. Right. Then okay maybe that topic wasn't tight, but you write some shit and people engage with it. It teaches you uh, what's engaging and what's not. And that to me is is something that no publisher can teach you. Yeah. No writing coach can teach you that. Like, oh yeah, just write about this. No, 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 no. 
learning what works is something that you have to to do and be committed to uh, and, and to testing it. So my blogging gave me the confidence and my hip hop career gave me the platform yeah. to where I didn't feel like I need to spend a bunch of money. I can market directly to my people via email, Twitter, right. Facebook, et cetera, Instagram. And, and I know that I can at least make the money back that I spent making a book. Where? All right. Take a break. Take a break. Bam. Over the last several months, as the podcast has been growing, people have been asking how they can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast. Well, here's three simple ways to support the podcast. Number one, spread the word. This is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast. In fact, it's free. It doesn't cost you a thing. So there's no reason not to do it. If you're listening to us and like what we do, please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages. So whether you have Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate. Now, if you're on iTunes or you have an iTunes account, give your boys that five-star rating. We need that. The more five-star ratings and comments we have, the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it. If you're on SoundCloud, there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side. That's the like button. Hit that like button while you're listening. Also, add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way you can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet Earth, is to support our music. As you know, Illogic and I are artists. We both put out albums. Illogic makes albums. Buy his albums. I make albums and books. Anytime you support our music, you are supporting the making of the show. You can find my music, books, and t-shirts at waitlist.net. That's the word, waitlist.net. Go there, pick up something, and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. Word. Y'all know. Bars for the people. A lot of them, man. A lot lots and lots of bars yeah if y'all listening to this uh feel free to ask questions you know if you're on uh, soundcloud mm-hmm. you know hit us with questions there you know we've been i've been trying to respond to the comments on soundcloud lately yeah getting back on my you know steve j-o you know what i'm saying <laughs> word <laughs> so uh you know ask questions there and i try to answer them if uh if i'm missing anything here but yeah go ahead sir word up man so getting back to this self-publishing thing mm-hmm. um what and I know it's a lot. I mean, we kind of touched on it, but what specifically has putting out your own music and having your own label 
you know, prepared you for, you know, the, the book world? Uh, the, a lot of things. I would say first, like the merchandise game, mm-hmm. like the years of us, like setting up a table, yeah. selling CDs. Yeah. Uh, we take it for granted, but like I've never had a sales job in my life. Oh, no. But th- that teaches you sales. Oh, we have to. Yeah. Like yeah. when you're sitting there every night, you're talking to people and people are buying stuff. Okay, hold on, let me get your size for you. Right. You're getting people's, ch- like that whole interaction to, what do you think? Should I get, that has taught me something completely different than I think I would have, I would have never learned that anywhere else. Right. And it also taught me just like the importance, not of only just like customer service, but right. having things to sell. Yes. Having things to sell. And having things people want. Come on, man. Having things people want to buy. When I go on tour with the books, every time someone tours with me, they're just like, damn, your books are uh-huh. killing. Yeah. See, I can't I can't keep my poetry books when we're on tour. Yeah. And those are handmade. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it's like, yeah. un- when you understand the importance of not only having something, but having something unique on that table, mm-hmm. that's when you get to tap into just higher levels of just like, um, not just like making money, but just like novelty. Right. That's important. People being able to get something that they can't get in the store. Yeah. Something that's really, really unique that you put your heart into. That's dope. That's not just, oh, it's just another album. Just right. another CD. Like music has taught me about that. Like the importance of having a balanced dope catalog on the table. Anywhere I go, mm-hmm. because like, oh shit, you're an author too? Mm-hmm. I just came here for the albums. Right. I didn't know about your books. Or, oh shit, you got a movie too? When the fuck did you make that? I've been out of you know the loop for a year. Right. These are the things that add to just like who we are as artists, and, and I learned that from music because music taught us to not make the same album right. every time out. Yeah. So now I'm looking at my merch the same way. Like, yeah. nah, man, I can't make the same joint. <laughs> not the same medium. Yeah, not the same. Let me let me flip it and bounce it on y'all real quick. You know. So so that's what it taught me. It taught me that. Um, I think music also just taught us just like that 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 perseverance, man. Mm. Because like we talked about, writing a book is a long-term commitment. Yeah. And for us, we've been a part of albums that took us a year, two years oh, yeah. to make. Yeah. And we came back and we recorded and we re-recorded. Yeah. And then we didn't like that beat. We yeah. flipped out the beat. <laughs> yeah. Didn't like the mix. We mixed it again. Added, added. Like we've been through this with dozen albums already in our right. careers, right? That same thing is now being applied to to writing for me, mm-hmm. where that revision process, had I not done music, I might have not stuck this shit out. Mm-hmm. I might have looked at it like, yo, this whole thing is like a mountain. Mm-hmm. And this is something I talked about when I was talking to the kids a couple of weeks ago uh, in Detroit. I said, um, the thing we got to do is we got to not... We have to stop looking at our goals as mountains mm-hmm. and start looking at them as staircases, right? When you look at your goal as a mountain, you don't see how to get up. Yeah. You don't see how one step logically leads to the next step. It's daunting as it's hell. It's daunting. Yeah. And, and you, you truly, truly are intimidated by it. But if you look at your goal as a staircase, mm-hmm. you know that each step you take logically leads you to the next staircase and you know once you get it safe it's like oh i understand this process Mm -hmm. so like i try to look at writing books as the same thing if my goal is to write a book then i'm gonna look at that not as like this mountainous thing 
which I would have done had I not had music to teach me that. Albums are the same way. Right. You just it's just one beat at a time. Yeah, one beat, one song. Just, yeah, just one verse, like, one verse at a time. That's it, a little hook. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just write right. your hook, man. Go on, do something else with your day. Right. Like don't, don't, you know, take it all seriously. That's the same thing that hip hop taught me. Uh, that I've applied to books is like, yo, this is not a mountain. Mm-hmm. This is a staircase. Right. I like that. Y'all can use that. Y'all can use that. <laughs> That's another t-shirt. Bars. Oh, day. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So what for this next book would you, are you like going to do differently just as far as even, I mean, I know it's a different type of book. So the, like the marketing, you know, even the style of writing, like yeah. what, are you doing anything different? in the process of writing the book? Are you thinking about doing anything different in the process of marketing the book uh, well, than it, you've done in the past? It will be different because it's a different kind of book, right? right? So like, I think every book or every project in general, like every project has a specific uh, thing about it that the others shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And that specific unique thing about it should be what you gear your you know, promotion of it about. Okay. So like if you got a, a you know, like a, a holiday record is different than the regular rap. Record. Right, 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 right. Right. So if you got a holiday rap record or you got a song with a, a holiday song on it, you wanna you wanna let people know. Right. This is why this is different than everything else. And so this book is different for me because this is a book I've I've wanted to write a book that helped people. Mm-hmm. Like we've I've written books that inspire people mm-hmm. and in inspiring people helped people, but I've never had a book that was made specifically to help people with a specific problem mm-hmm. making better art being a better version of yourself that's a specific problem like people want to learn how to become better artists better creative people better people this is different yeah this is my first one of those and i think this is going to be something that and that's it's the same spirit of why we're here on the podcast right right like i'll finally get to do a book that caters to that to where people can look at the book and i don't care what you do it will make you better at what you do right so that's different none of my other books had that Mm -hmm. so so now when you say okay well how do you market it that's it yeah you just you just uh did a commercial that's it (laughs) there it is (laughs) yeah man you know it's beautiful yeah man all right, so I got one more question. Man. Last question. Last question. I'm ready, man. Um, are there any resources that you can recommend to assist people who want to self-publish? Oh shit, man! I'm trying to think if there. You know what? I read a book about it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. There was like a free ebook I read maybe in 2011 about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say go there. Like if you want to, there's not a ton of stuff written like full length books about self-publishing. Not right. that that are in print. Right. Right. But there are a lot of good resources on Amazon in terms of free eBooks. Mm-hmm. So if you got an Amazon account, I'd say go there and, and they probably have at least two or three good eBooks. And they're short, you know, mm-hmm. like 40, 50 pages max yeah. about self-publishing and the process of it and uh how to how to go about it and i think i would say start there obviously this podcast nah man (laughs) (laughs) the most infamous no doubt is clearly a resource (laughs) for all things all things artistic you know you know well yeah i mean after you get done with the super duty head over to amazon (laughs) 
And yeah, man, check out a book on that, man. I think, I mean, there are, there probably, I'm sure there's some blogs on it. This is something I was going to blog about for a while. Mm-hmm. I didn't, and I wrote a blog, I think earlier this year, it was about my writing habits or something okay. like that. And uh, that was a really popular blog. But, because uh, people were asking about my writing habits. And uh, if you go to printmatic.net and, uh, I think it's called My Writing Habits and Routine. Mm-hmm. And it's it's probably pretty decent size, but it breaks down everything. And even the things we talked about it here in a more methodical way. And okay. I think that'd be a good resource. It's just a blog. You ain't got to, you know, buy a book. It's free. Nah, I mean. You know, so pick that up. Go to Amazon and, and, and get a little ebook. It's free. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd say start there, man. Where? Wow. This know? has been enlightening. Thank you. I feel the same way, yeah. man. I hope people are getting something out of this. Yeah, I got something out of it if nobody else did. Yeah, because it's, it's time for you to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's been past time. Get up off your hands, man. Yeah. Put them hands to work writing. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, that's it for this week. That's it. We'll see y'all next week. Word. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. (laughs)